Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. So we will continue to what we've been meditating on the whole concept of why we are gathered, gathered uh, for a purpose. You know, the church did not occur just for some kind of a holy club. God never intended church to be like a separate holy club. So he, he intended the church to be a model that can shine light in the midst of darkness and bring hope. So we will be meditating on one of those key aspects of the early church. We've been doing this since we reopened the church building. Church was never closed, the church building. But still, we will be continuing. And today is the, the last aspect of the early church, which is uh, communion. So if you have your communion ready, please keep your communion ready. So we will not be having a, a communion time separately. We will have communion now as we read and meditate, break the bread. We will have it together now. So let's uh, jump into uh, what the Lord has for us today. Okay. Wonderful. So gathered for a purpose, communion. So that's what we will be talking about. I just want to pray before we get into the word. Father, I thank you. I pray that you will anoint my mouth, Lord. I pray that you will take control. I just don't want to talk my ideas because it's not going to produce anything of eternal value. It may a little bit inspire them or it even a little bit make them feel like, okay, yeah, I heard something. But if you talk, Lord, through my mouth, if you take control of my lips and you talk, it's going to make a mark on their lives for eternity. So that's my prayer, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you take control of my mouth? Would you bring them into a place of being sensitive to hear your voice in the midst of all the distraction, phone calls, WhatsApp messages, and all those crazy, crazy stuff going around, I pray that you will silence all the voices and let your voice be heard. And all God's people say in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. This morning, we will dedicate some time, you know, we will have communion together and we will talk a little bit about why we are gathered for a purpose, especially in the midst of this crazy pandemic and gathered for a purpose. And the topic here is the subject today we're going to meditate on is communion. And I have put some scriptures so that you can see it on the screen. The church had, as you know, almost these pillars. They call, I mean, they didn't have, they didn't say we're going to start these many pillars. We kind of realized these are their core individual values. They embraced it. So this is what the church embraced, the worship. We talked about it in length about worship. It's moving on from songs to your lifestyle from an event to be a sweet aroma that everything that you do is a form of worship to the Lord, you know, and uh, the Don Bosco, the Italian father who started the education for the poor and needy who came from Italy to India. And today we have Don Bosco schools all over India. And he, his motto is do everything that you do well for the glory of God. And it may not be the same. It may be drifted. That's a different topic, but it started with the theme of I am doing this for worshiping the Lord, you know, as an offering back to him. And then word that's to trust the supernatural God of impossibilities to come through in our life by 
embracing his word you know and then communion which is a deeper revelation then prayer and fasting a constant communion with god it's never a twisting fasting is never twisting god's arm you know and prayer is not just a monologue it's a dialogue you talk he listens he talks you listen and giving which is not uh, any sorts of manipulation or any sorts of uh, guilt we give because he gave everything he gave himself first and evangelism which is a christian living of both experience and expression and then the last but not the least the seventh pillar to be a better representative of kingdom which is discipleship and that's why we have a uh, little little uh, breakout rooms uh, and then we meet intentionally during the week so that we can connect with you personally and we can see how can christ formed in each one so we will be meditating on three passages so you can either look at the screen or you can take your paper bible and or any other electronic version and we will meditate on that so the first one we will meditate is from the first corinthians chapter 11 from verse 20 to 32 so there's a lot of scriptures we'll be reading on so the early church when they met they didn't have like cute little communion cups they didn't have a bishop they didn't have a pastor who organizes communion sunday the early church actually <laughs> they were in the house churches gathered right now that's how we are doing right you know we could not go out outside so many crazy stuff going on and we gathered in a house we are a church family and we gather together and we are like praying and they didn't do it just you know they didn't have sundays or saturdays or you know they didn't have that split thinking uh, after ad 160 and then there was a greek dichotomy happened and the greek dichotomy said sacred versus secular and that's why we call sacred music secular music is he a musician does he play for secular you might have heard that you know is it a, in the kingdom of god there is no sacred and secular god never said monday to friday is secular sunday is sacred he created everything and he called good amen this is how the early church function so they all gathered together in the house churches and every time the bible says whenever you remember you take part so they really embraced christ's life so they would really miss him so every time they would break the bread and they would just you know think about the body of jesus what he has done and what this life of jesus has done in their lives and then they would drink the cup and they would like wow thank you lord this blood reminds me again i'm not part of the old covenant i'm part of the new covenant so paul writes from this world view to the corinthian mm-hmm. church okay so look at this when all of your house churches gather as one church family i'm reading from the passion one you are not really properly celebrating the lord's supper so what happened was there was some confusion they started gulping they started having you know rank systems and people were saying some people were eating more because they were giving more some people could not afford the lord's supper because they were poor so paul has to do some correction and look at this next one i have handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the lord himself the same night which he was handed over he took bread and gave thanks so he took the bread and gave thanks then he distributed to the disciples and said take it and eat from eat your fill it is my body he didn't say this again i wanted to do what the word says 
I don't know where your theology lies. I don't know where your doctrine, how you grew up, you know, because we're all from different, different groups. And then you join this Papa's house family. And this is what I tend to believe. And you may agree to disagree. It's fine. But when the Bible says, when Jesus said he broke the bread and he gave it, he didn't say, this is like my bread. This is a symbol. He said, this is my body. So he is giving us an open door for us to come into his presence and say, you are welcome to take part of my body. Now, I want you to go back a little bit, not a little bit, go back all the way to the creation of Adam and Eve. And what happened during the creation of Adam and Eve, when Adam, Eve, when they failed to fulfill what God has designed them, what happened? There was a lamb that was slain. The Bible says the lamb that was slain and the lamb's clothing was put on Adam and Eve. Right? We all know that. Now ask this question. Where was the blood and where was the body? The Bible says this. He was slain before the foundations of the world. And God is saying, I'm not just giving you a covering my body my blood i'm giving it to you see the blood of the lamb only postponed the punishment it never dealt with the punishment it just postponed it every year the high priest would take a blood of lamb and he will be pure he has a dress code he will walk into the holy of holies you can't just go into the holy of holies just as you want you can go into the holy of holies as god's terms you know and he would represent people uh, to God and if there is anything wrong with him he's dead right there but all this changed after Jesus died on the cross now God look at the ultimate sacrifice all this time until Jesus died on the cross God was looking at the lamb's blood and he was like okay one more year one more year one more year Galatians 4 4 says at the appointed time Christ came into this world. So when the Christ came, God's son was laid on the altar. Just like, I don't know whether you watched the movie Narnia. How many of you watched the movie Narnia? Where the, the lion, Aslan, in Turkish, Aslan means, you know, yeah, lion. And he was on the altar and it was slain there. The one who had no blemish. And when that was seen by the Almighty, God says, Today, you don't need to pay any more sacrifice. And this is what Jesus is offering. Take my bread, my body, and eat this. Do this in remembrance of me. So we don't do this for a tradition. We don't do this for ritual. We don't do this for uh, some kind of, a, you know, a Christian living. People say when you are, you know, saved, baptized, uh, then this is one of those levels where you can climb into. No, no, no. This is the reason why we call ourselves a follower of Jesus. Because of what he did on the cross. Now keep moving. He did the same with the cup of wine after the supper. And said, this cup seals the new covenant with my blood. Drink it. And whenever you drink this, do it to remember me. You see, the old covenant is based on your performance and the new covenant is based on 
his performance that's why it's called a new covenant that means your holiness cannot match in those days you have to prepare yourself and come there and say god i brought this now you can never produce holiness you can never produce your sacrifice on your own now god is saying you know what <laughs> i am giving you everything to you now all you do is embrace the finished work of jesus on the cross in my life in your life so you can continue to walk in the fullness of what i intended to live now he keeps on going and you will see here um, for this reason whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the lord in the wrong spirit and we will talk about what is a wrong spirit will be guilty of dishonoring the body and the blood of the lord the wrong spirit is basically taking this you know there is an english word called sacrilegious you might have heard that taking this very lightly ah this is a cup i just drink it however i want when I... no 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 that's the wrong spirit another wrong spirit is when you take this and you drink it but you don't really realize what you have done that's the religious spirit religious spirit is worshiping outwardly it's a form of worship but there is no power inside are you following and this is what paul was saying you're drinking in a wrong spirit you're gulping it you're just taking it for the sake of taking it no remember you are dead before come you know one of my heroes in faith he used to say jesus did not come to take turn the bad people into good he turned the dead people into alive we were dead without christ <laughs> and with him now we live and now let each individual first evaluate his own attitude that again goes back to second chronicles 7:14 if my people repent the consequence is healing in the land so evaluate his own attitude and only then eat the bread and drink the wine for he continually eating and drinking with a wrong spirit will bring judgment upon yourself by not recognizing the body what is not recognizing the body means you know <laughs> when we teach on holy spirit i tell this to the students you know last week i was teaching on holy spirit to the guys in coimbatore and uh, on zoom we couldn't go and <laughs> and we talk about this holy spirit as dow i don't know about you i grew up in a village my daddy will bring chicken and dow also because in his office there's a lot of dow in the window shelf so you will reach out some dows and, and bring it and i have to clean i don't know whether you have cleaned a chicken live chicken Uh, anybody have done that so you have to basically thank you brother aaron you know basically you hold on to the feathers on one leg the leg on another hold the head and cut it you wait you don't leave it otherwise it's going to become like an old testament tabernacle the blood is sprinkled everywhere so and then you boil a big pot of water and you dip this chicken yes and then you take it out put a newspaper usually english newspaper is better the tamil newspaper bad quality you leave it there and you remove the feathers now it looks like the this chicken went to a spa did some waxing or something and then you cut the butt you take out the intestine while i'm doing that my daddy will say chinna back home my name is chinna chinna be careful because close to this intestine heart there is a green stuff you understand the green little thing you poke that green thing no matter how tasty your mama cooks chicken it's going to be bitter and all the birds have this green little thing except dove this bile 
you know what i mean that tells me one thing again this is going to freak you out when you say i have holy spirit in me there is no room for bitterness <laughs> amen that's why paul is saying for continually eating and drinking with the wrong spirit will bring judgment upon yourself by not recognizing the body this insensitivity is why many are weak chronically ill and some even dying if you do not sit in judgment of others you will avoid judgment yourself but when we are judged it is the lord's training so that we will not be condemned along with the world now moving on paul writes to another church see he writes to the, all this house churches gathered now he writes to the another church this corinthian church and then he's the church in ephesus is all happened to be in turkey in those days then he writes to this guys and then he said about communion again he's talking and this is beautiful i want you to pay attention it look at you now everything is new amen are you new are you mixed it depends brother sunday i feel new but when i go and meet my boss suddenly something comes all the old ones are coming thank god arnab you have a you have a different boss so so i know your boss also so you, you cannot say that so <laughs> you know i but other bosses i don't know lavanya your boss also i know a little bit about him so but some other bosses you know so i'm just adding some humor here but look at you now everything is new although you were once distant and far away from god now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of jesus the last few days one song is ringing in my mind what can wash away my sin you know the song nothing but the blood of jesus you know this it's it's so crazy you know i mean i'm i'm washing it with the, whatever my soap my wife bought synthol i guess but i'm singing what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus and this is the thing we are brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of jesus you have been actually united to christ look at this verse verse 14 our reconciling peace is jesus he has made jew and non jew one in christ by dying as our sacrifice has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has made us equal through our union with christ deshman tutu the archbishop of south africa he said this if you want to overcome prejudice and superstition and race barriers all you need to do is to travel then if you travel you will see other cultures and you will learn from them and only thing you will realize just because it's different it doesn't mean wrong and here what christ has done is he has broken down every wall of prejudice what is prejudice before you knowing that person you judge them you know we look ah malupa oh is telugupa oh tamil oh yo adu yo a northeast you already before even you come into in to get to know that person you have that a european you know one person told me don't marry a european they will come when they don't like they will go that person has left the india but my wife is still there <laughs> in india <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, before you and you know that person, we make that statement. That's prejudice in your CMC circle in your workplace. You have prejudice, and there is click based on that prejudice. God says, if you have Christ in you, that wall is broken. I so delight in the fact that this little family of Papa's house is so differently. You know, God put together. We have Tamil, we have Malayalis, we have. people from kannada we have you know people from uh, andhra and then telangana they are reconciling one another so and uh, and then we have people from northeast sikkim you know we have people from rajasthan we have people from different parts if i miss out anything please you know <laughs> don't uh, say charles was insensitive but just how beautifully god brought us together he has broken down every wall of prejudice Amen. And then look at this verse, verse fifteen. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of His precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by His command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity: Jews and non-Jews fused together. Amen. Say this after me: I may be different, but I am still the same. Amen. I may be different, but I am still the same. I may be different from your culture, but I am the same, made in the image of God. And this is what you know. We as as the family of Christ family needs to realize that the ethnic hatred, right after West Bengal election, you know what happened? There was a communal violence. Almost ten people died there. And this is what I want to encourage you to think about: this ethnic hatred. Even in the workspace, there will be like gossip. You know, people talk about one person to another person. They will say, "Be careful! This guy is from that particular caste or particular city or particular, you know, a state. Be careful!" And there is ethnic tension. I want to encourage you. That is dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The moment you partake in that ethnic hatred you may not hate but you may even give ear to that gossip you are ignoring what christ did on the cross so every time when your fellow mates try to bring that little thing inside you remind yourself that legal code that stood condemning every one of you has been repealed by the command of what god did on the cross through his son amen look at this verse 16 two have become one and they lived and restored to god and reconciled in the body of christ through the crucifixion hatred died for the messiah has come to preach the sweet message of peace to you the ones who were distant and don't do swarmier or were near the jews the distant the gentiles that's why christ has to die outside the city so the gentiles you and me can be part of the family Number eighteen. Now, because we are united to Christ, say with me, united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access. Hello, no mediator, huh? I am not your mediator. I'm sorry. Pastors are not your mediator. Pastors are there to teach the word. That's different. But you need to pray. I can pray for your healing, but you need to tr- trust God for the healer. i can pray for your breakthrough miracles but you need to have a connection with the miracle worker amen it's very important so now because we are united to christ we both have equal and direct access in the realm of the holy spirit to come before the father amen you 
and me have a equal and direct access pastors don't have a one step higher access believers and the new believers and then the non christians getting to know there is no hierarchy in the kingdom you see when god said father son and the holy spirit we immediately put it in the tyrannical view father son and the holy spirit right we first class second class third class <laughs> that's the trinity there is no hierarchy in the trinity there is you know i need you you need me they work together there is constant harmony there is no competition only complementation now last verse before we get into some principles so you are not a foreigner or a guest but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones with all rights as family members of the household of god that's why in papa's house we don't have membership membership you can join by paying there is no service we do there is no membership you are a family <laughs> that's why we call gathering there is no service we are not here to entertain one another to give you a good service so we are not you know foreigners who just come in get the service pay for it online transfer no but rather we are a city we are the children of the city of the holy ones that means our citizenship is not here our citizenship is in heaven and we have the rights as a family members of the household of god see paul how is he reminding me this is not a ritual this is not a liturgy this is not something you do it on a special occasion this is your life this defines you amen now you are rising like a perfectly fitted stones of the temple and your lives are being lived, built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets and the best of all you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building the anointed one jesus christ himself this entire building is under construction and continually grow under his supervision until the rises up completed at the holy temple of the lord himself three objectives father son and the holy spirit father created son redeemed holy spirit dwells in us father desires to produce his children in us jesus produces a bride for him and christ the holy spirit wants to dwell in us as his temple amen that's why the bible says in isaiah his government will keep on increasing even after you go to heaven you will see the government of god will be keep on increasing amen this means that god is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies remember in the old testament priest goes into the holy of holies now you are the royal priesthood royal priesthood two combined together priest you are a kingdom citizen royal priesthood you are a minister to the king hallelujah i get goosebumps You understand? You are not just a believer. I am a new believer, brother. If for some people this, I am a new believer, ordinary believer. No response. No, 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 no. You are a royal priesthood. Royal comes from the king's kids. Only gets royal priesthood ministering to the king. See, now you are. This means that God's transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, His dwelling place, the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. <laughs> who lives in you the power of the holy spirit that raised jesus from the dead lives in you now this is the favorite scripture we read this so now isaiah who was one of the cousin of the kings i think it was josiah or something and he had a close relationship with the king and he encountered the lord 700 years before jesus was born and look what he is saying as if he was at the feet of jesus he says this he was despised and rejected by men 
a man of deep sorrows, was no stranger to suffering and grief. Right now, we are going through suffering and grief. Jesus bled and the body was no stranger to suffering and grief. We hid our faces from him in disgust and considered him a nobody not worthy of respect. Yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses, endured the torment of our suffering. We viewed him as one being punished for something he himself had done, as one was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds. I mean, I emphasized here, it says he, but I put here Jesus. We all know this is Jesus. Jesus was pierced and because of our sins that Jesus was crushed. Jesus endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his woundings of Jesus, we found our healing. So every time when you take the communion, you remember the woundings of Jesus, I found my healing. In the woundings of Jesus, I find my restoration. In the woundings of Jesus, I find my comfort. You know, we live in a world where we are constantly wounded by people, words, misinterpretation, misjudgment, you know, prejudice, all those weird stuff going around. In the woundings of Jesus, we find our healing. I wrote down here seven things. Okay, that's like we watch sheep. You all wanted us stray. Each one of us has turned from God's paths, chosen his own way. Even so, Yahweh laid upon the guilt of everyone upon him. When we take part communion, it's going to go quick. I want you to remember this. This what? They remember what Jesus did on the cross for us. Amen. You have your bread with you. They say, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross for me. Thank you. Thank you for your price that you paid. My head was supposed to be on the gallows, but you took it. You took, you took, you put your head on behalf of my head. So I thank you. We remember every time. So we don't remember only on Sundays. We don't remember only on auspicious days. That's all created later after the, you know, the Greek dichotomy thinking all came in, you know, and the sacred secular and after the Christianity was legalized by the Constantine, all those junk happened, you know. So, so it was because every time you remember, amen, remember what Jesus did on the cross, you take part in the communion. Number two, we confess we are dead without him. <laughs> Our life without Jesus is dead. You read, it's. please do a little Bible study. Read Galatians, Ephesians. You will see Paul says so many times, dead, dead. You are dead, dead, dead. You are dead, dead without Christ. Dead, dead. He keeps on saying, it's almost like his favorite scripture. Verse, he keeps on saying dead. But then he goes on and says, your life is in Christ. In Christ, you are more than a conqueror. In Christ, you are victorious. In Christ, you are seated in the heavenlies. In Christ, you are above every situation. In Christ, you are strong. In Christ, you are more than a conqueror. <laughs> in Christ, there is no condemnation. Number three, we thank God for this brilliant way to save us by grace through faith. Every religion is trying its way to come to God. <laughs> no one has figured it out. <laughs> Every God says to the followers, you got to pay it, man. Climb up. My grandfather, one of my grandfather was a temple priest. Eight million times you have to do reincarnation to get one mukti, salvation. 
the brilliant way God did to save us by grace, not through works, not through fasting, praying, not through you know. In Tamil, they say mandi to kadarigre. That means I bow down and I. beat my chest and cry out nothing <laughs> god will look at says okay you are wasting your energy that's not going to bring salvation by grace through faith amen number 4 we receive this amazing plan of god in our lives we receive it we don't we don't just take it we receive it this is a plan of god to save us number 5 we proclaim the awesome work of jesus on the cross we proclaim so why are you christian Jesus saved me. Not like we are four generations, brother, from British time. <laughs> My grandfather was working with British that time. No, no, no. You are. Why are you follower of Jesus? Because I was dead. Christ gave me life. Come on, guys. Amen. Why are you follower of Jesus? Not because my grandmother prayed or brought me into you know my grandma <laughs> explained about hell in those days when I was chota you know small and she would scare me so much I would go to church because I don't want to go to hell anyone can identify with you have any grandmas you have like that in your family so she would explain about hell and I would be she would explain in such a way I thought she was born and brought up there. so she would explain so vividly you know how terrible the hell is so i went to church i read the bible because of i don't want to be in hell but that's not the reason we are worshiping jesus we worshiping jesus because what he did on the cross is beyond my logical interpretation amen number 6 two more we rejoice in god's unconditional love this is god's unconditional love <laughs> every religion puts a condition right the condition is you have to do this i don't know about you i have friends they take a piece of notebook they take and they write 1108 times the same thing you know da, 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 you know some have you heard 108 1008 uh, yes my sister reka knows or maybe you have done i don't know you know so you, so before christ we know i mean we have those kind of thing but we don't need to do any of those we rejoice in god's unconditional love amen conditional love no unconditional love the demand is not on you it's on his son our response is to embrace him amen and number last one but not the least we intercede this is where we're going to i'm going to stop and we're going to intercede and we're going to take part we intercede for those who need a divine touch may it be spiritual or physical or emotional or relationship whatever it is we going to intercede for that we going to ask the holy spirit and say god just like you restored me would you restore my family some of your family members don't know jesus just like you restored me would you touch my mom would you touch my daddy would you touch my uncle would you touch my grandpa my grandma daddy you brought me into this world through them and lord i don't want to see them spending eternity without you would you intercede for them would you take a moment and intercede and i want to challenge you today we're going to take the communion together 
But just before that, examine your heart. You say, God, if there is any bitterness, unforgiveness, hatred, prejudice. You know, in India, we don't have racism, but we have regionalism. And I personally had done my enough by saying something insensitive towards another culture, to another people group. And I want to take responsibility. What is responsibility? Respond according to your ability. You say to God, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the price. I pray that you will forgive me for my shortcomings, for my words of prejudice, hatred, hatred towards my mother-in-law or sister-in-law or brother-in-law, hatred towards my colleague, hatred towards or resentment towards my boss, resentment towards my ex, resentment towards the church member or I mean pastor, whatever it is, God, I bring this to you. I bring this to you and I pray that you will forgive me. You will forgive me, Lord.